now entering the lucid life of portal, the mind, a body, spirit connection, the wholeness of you, the illuminated life vibrations for you. It's all about clarity. It's all about clarity. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I have been ready to continue this chat and this podcast about remote viewing, astral projection. And the last podcast was all about dreaming, lucid dreaming, astral traveling, this theta, gamma, delta brainwave state. And we lightly touched on astral projection and remote viewing. And I really want to dive further and deeper. And it is always my intention to be that bridge, to be the connection, to be the illumination gleaming in areas where you can make that connection, where it's, it's a matter of bringing it all together. As you awaken to who you are, as you go through these paradigm shifts, constantly shifting out of the, the things that no longer serve you, really, the unwanted, really. But this is also the false beliefs, the old patterning, maybe some old habits that no longer serve you as you discover who you truly are. And it really is a matter of this embodiment. And as you really become who you are, you step into this. There really is this physical manifestation happening as you're dreaming and meditating. And all this knowing is coming forward at the same time, wisdom and intelligence is coming through. And so a lot of people within my one-on-one coaching program, or even in the Patreon community, and I even see it on YouTube and TikTok comments quite often about being overwhelmed as you dream and meditate, it's all coming in, but it's not making sense. And so I like to be that bridge, that connector of the dots and that illumination to really shine in these areas and bring it together. So I'm really hoping that this podcast is going to allow you to see things in a different perspective and also open to this idea of being patient with yourself as the wisdom and the intelligence knowledge is coming forward for you. Most of it's remembering, but some of it is new as well. And then a lot of what is happening is this, again, shifting out of the false beliefs, the things that you've picked up or learned, or maybe the subconscious has just heard because you're always picking up whether you're conscious, conscious of it or not, especially as a kiddo, a super sponge. And so just allowing the thoughts and the words and the phrases and the beliefs that don't line up with you to fall away as you shift up and out. 
So some of the confusion, some of the being overwhelmed is this little bit of a, the new coming in as you're releasing out the old or the wanted and the remembering coming in as you release out the unwanted. So if we view things without judgment, no good or bad, right or wrong, just what's wanted and unwanted for you, as we have this discussion, I believe things will start making a little bit more sense for you if you're one of those that feels overwhelmed or a little confused, like, what does it all mean? When will I see the big picture? And so I really want to dive into this idea of how you can set an intention for what you want to receive or know or remember as you go to sleep so that you could be more in control of the information that you're receiving. And you can ask the questions to receive specific things and knowings and guidance and direction as you sleep, meditate, astral travel. And then also there is this idea of the astral projection and remote viewing where again, you could also set an intention for something you really want to go out and see, locate, grasp, grab. So I'd like to break it down just a little bit. And again, this is how I perceive. This is how I astral travel and astral project. And so again, if you have not heard the podcast before, I hope you'll jump to that first and give that a listen because it really lays the foundation for how I believe we tune in and tap in to our higher selves as we have these out-of-body experiences. And again, how we define them, they're actually so similar. Sometimes it's hard to define what you just occurred, what you just experienced or what just occurred for you. And so maybe just stepping out of even having to define things and be a little bit more loose for yourself. However, let's just review based on my foundation and what I believe to be true. And again, I guide people every day through meditation, astral travel, and the coaching and my video calls. And many people have a different intention for when they interact with me. Some are turning the page on trauma. Some are healing the past. Some are just really wanting to be in the present moment, tuning in and tapping into this mind, body, spirit, higher self connection. And then many really want to just tune and tap into all the dimensions, all the astral planes in this internavigational system as a timeless spaceship and go out of body and experience it all. And so I would like to, again, just real quick, kind of briefly redefine for you what I believe is happening. And as you are drifting off to sleep and entering into this dream time, there's dreaming, there's lucid dreaming and lucid dreaming. I believe is when you're aware that you're dreaming, whether you control the dream or not, or change it. 
And then the astral travel is when you actually travel the astral planes and the dimensions. And I believe that when you tune into meditative state of mind and you're dreaming and sleeping through the theta, gamma, delta brainwave state, you're one with your higher self. And there is this protection where you are traveling as your higher self. When you are not in this dream time state of mind, or maybe sleeping sleep state, maybe it's this moment of powerful intention where you do not plan to sleep. You don't plan to dream. What your intention is, is to meditate, is to astral travel, is to remote view, astral project. And so in that moment, when we're not speaking of dream time and sleep time, there still is this moment of the theta brainwave state of relaxation, which is just simply quieting the mind. And you can become very, very, very good at this. You can practice this theta brainwave state to where any point in time during your day, you encounter a stressful moment that's a no-go for you because you don't do stress. That's an indicator of a no-go moment for you. You can simply calm yourself in a few minutes, entering into this theta brainwave state of calm where you can really achieve this reset, a new set point vibrationally. And I always recommend that it's in seven breaths or more and or until you're calm breathing in the nose out the mouth calming the parasympathetic part of the nervous system and so really when you have the moment of meditation where you choose to sit for 5 10 15 20 minutes for those of you that are going for it and you're really taking on this challenge of a 50 to a 60 minute meditation that is only guided by yourself and your breath. This is the goal. The goal is start with your five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then you really want to go to this 50 to 60 minute meditative point. And there's so much that can happen in 50 to 60 minutes and then to practice not sleeping, that it's just a time of meditation. I work with people on an advanced meditation level where we move out of that 15, 20 minute meditation into the 50, 60 minute meditation where these meditations I speak of are not guided. Again, I have so many guided meditations, but the goal is for you, just you, whether you play music or it's quiet stillness, it doesn't matter because the goal is simply to quiet the mind, enter into the theta brainwave state, and then enter into the gamma wave without entering Delta. When you are focused just on the meditative part that you want to enter into again, whether it's this astral travel, astral projection, or remote viewing, the gateway and portal is truly through the theta brainwave of relaxation. And this is done through the breath. This is done through quieting the mind. And so when this is done for me, I automatically connect my mind to my heart, to my gut, 
this mind-body connection is natural with my breath. And then I immediately go right up above myself to my higher light, to my higher self, my spirit, connecting in mind-body-spirit, quieting in. I can do this in moments. This is the goal. This is the goal. And you can really do this at any point when you become very well practiced and trained at this, just quieting the mind, the body connecting in within moments, within moments from there, from there, the next step within this meditative moment, whether you're doing five, 10, 15, or 20 minutes, or maybe you're into the 50 or 60 minute goal, which is allowing any sounds you hear to become music. A lot of people suggest hearing the ticking in the room. Maybe there's a fan making a noise. Maybe it's a heater or the air conditioner. Maybe it's chitter chatter of people or children. Whatever it is, simply allowing the noise and the sounds to become music. Where You can become so well-practiced at this that you can meditate and quiet your mind even if there's stuff going on around you, even if there's some noise. And so really being able to train yourself to guide yourself with your breath. Again, if you want to play some music, that's lovely and wonderful. And I suggest whatever works for you, whatever feels best for you. But the real goal of the meditative mind is to not require music, to not require anyone else to guide you. It's just your breath, calming yourself, accessing the theta and the gamma wave brainwave state without the delta going to sleep. Here is my suggestion is no matter what the time frame is for you, saying in your mind where you can hear yourself speaking or out loud, My intention is to do a 15 minute meditation. Say it out loud. I also recommend because your voice resonates with yourself that you can also set an endpoint. I would like to come back from this meditation at this time. It's really fascinating when you go to sleep at night, you actually don't have to set an alarm. You can Tell yourself what time you want to wake up every morning. And it's fascinating how you will wake up at that time. So let your intention be known. This is how long I'm going to meditate. This is the time I would like to come back. If that's important to you, if you're open on time, you don't have to do that. It's not necessary. However, some of you have a difficult time returning back. And so allowing yourself to have the moment and and trusting that you're going to come back from the meditation. And if you're a person that needs to maybe set an alarm because you have something to do, you can certainly do that. I recommend though, planting the seeds of intention. Here's how long I'm going to meditate. Here's what my intention is during the meditation. And here's the time that I would like to come back or to continue to rest, whatever that is for you. Again, saying it out loud or saying it where you can hear it in your mind because your voice resonates with you. And in this moment, you just begin to breathe, closing your eyes. Again, allowing any sounds to become music for you. Tuning into this mind-body connection. 
breathing into the thoughts, allowing the thoughts to move in and out, quieting the mind, breathing through any tension in the body. Now you've reached the theta brainwave state, which is relaxation. And from here, you're just going to let go, let go. In the last podcast, we talked about some of us naturally, naturally enter into the void, the darkness. Some people naturally enter into the zero point with the whiteness. So for me, it is common to allow my higher self right in as this diamond white light and through my thoughts into my heart. However, when I really get into a state of meditation, I enter into the darkness of the void deep inside of me where I'm breathing into myself. I go into this darkness, this void, and then I begin to see stars. I begin to be connected with the dimensions, the astral planes, and I go from there. So allowing yourself to just experience whatever it is for you. Many people see guides, see their higher selves, see lights. Many people will immediately be in another location, immediately on the astral plane. Many people begin to see shapes and colors. Sacred geometry is everything. Sacred geometry is in our body. It's in the earth. It's in the vibration. It's in nature, the tree of life. And many of you begin to see the sacred geometry and the shapes. The triangle comes forward, the square, the diamond. Many of you, again, you see the shapes. These are portals. These are tunnels. You can enter in through the shapes. Many of you just see the sacred geometry. Many of you see the fractals of light and color and the sacred geometry between the dimensions, the walls. There's a horizontal and a vertical plane. Many of you are sensing light and angelic support. The hands also guide you, hands in your hands. Faces will come forward. And here's, here's typically what will happen is when you begin to meditate, it's a little bit like dreaming and something fantastic will happen and it will a little bit spook you or startle you back and you'll pop right out of it. So the idea is to just relax as things come forward for you. But if you pop out of the meditation because what you saw or experienced was fascinating and wonderful, it's okay. You can go right back in and enter in. And if you feel like you can't in that moment, what I suggest is as you, as you go to sleep that night, try to feel through and remember what it felt like for you and try to revisit the shape or the frequency or whatever it is that you experienced in that now moment, because you can enter right back into that. As you begin to see the shapes or whatever it is that you experience, you can allow that to come back as indicators that you're meditating. And so for me, again, I see the void and then stars come forward. And then I just kind of go from there and I'm in it. And so just relaxing about it. So let's get into astral projection and these out of body experiences. Let's talk about that. So as you're meditating, if it is your intention to astral project yourself out, you can certainly do that. 
you can certainly do that. When you astral project yourself out, what the idea for you is, is to breathe, allowing your higher self and the light to come in, allowing it to come in. And if you have an intention of projecting yourself into a past, present, or future moment, you can do that. If you have the intention to go to a certain place and space and time, you can do that. You could project yourself out through your intention to do that, or you can just astral travel. The difference in my belief and in my mind and what I have experienced for many decades, if not since I've been a child here on planet earth is when I astral travel, I'm just connecting with my higher self and I'm allowing my higher self to take me wherever it is that I need to go in that moment, wherever, whatever would benefit me, whatever I'm ready for next. And so I just let go and allow it kind of like a dream or a daydream. However, if you want to have more control and there's something you want to see or a place you want to go, you can certainly do that. So if there's a place in the now moment, the present moment, you could, and you can remote view it. And what we, you would do is astral project yourself out to that location in the present moment. That is the remote viewing. Now you can remote view past and future as well. However, it's not in the present moment. So it's more of astral projecting yourself into the past or the future. So I believe remote viewing is really a present moment. And so I wanted to tell you many of the military complexes, as I discussed in the last podcast, they know all about astral projection and remote viewing. They have departments. Targ, T-A-R-G, is all about this. He's such a wealth of information about remote viewing and has so much more to share than I do even. However, remote viewing is something that you in the present moment can go and discover something in, in that now moment, an actual location. So you, what you do is you send yourself out, out of body. So it is energetic. You are energetically leaving your body and you are remote viewing a present moment and experience. And when you remote view in the present moment, other people could also be there having an out of body experience. <laughs> and some people that can sense energies and energetic forces could probably pick you up if you were there next to somebody. So if you would remote view projecting yourself out and there's other people there in that present moment in that location. So for example, let's say you wanted to go to the Eiffel tower. So the Eiffel tower in this present moment, you meditate, you astral project yourself out. If there are people there at the Eiffel tower that can pick up on energies, they might be able to sense you. Now they're not going to see your human body. They're going to see your energetic self, your spirit, your timeless spaceship, your Merkaba. And so remote viewing and present moment is incredibly real and you can pick up on these energies. So again, you're not going to be seen as a physical being or even like, um, a spirit being in a way of your body showing up, but you will be seen energetically. So to prove my point, the Chinese government 
released one of their experiments, their astral projection and their remote viewing department were challenged with getting into their vault, which was in complete darkness. And of course, every technology possible was implemented in this vault. And they set up every kind of sensor that they could in the vault. And as they sent in their remote viewers to retrieve the information in the vault, which they all did, <laughs> they received vaulted information in complete darkness. There were energetic, um, energetic beings picked up on all of their technology. So their cameras and their sensors and everything picked up their remote viewers energetically as lights, as the sensors would indicate that somebody or something was in the room. And so their technology picked up on the exact moment that their remote viewers were able to go in and grab the information. So I've also <laughs> read and learned about different groups of remote viewers that will remote view something that's in a drawer, um, whether it's a piece of paper or a textile or <laughs> something written on a piece of paper. And some remote viewers will spend hours going in, retrieving information and practicing to be able to read what's on a piece of paper or kind of be that fly on the wall. And you can absolutely become very, very well-trained and practice and very good at remote viewing. And you absolutely can be a fly on the wall in a present moment. However, I believe you can also remote view past and future events. Now, again, future events are just possible possibilities, right? Because all possible possibilities are in play. A past event you can go back, but there's also other dimensions and parallels just to be aware of. <laughs> and so you can absolutely go back in the past to remote view in a way. However, I don't believe that that's necessarily a remote view as much as an astral projection into the past moment. So as we talk about astral projection, not astral travel, when we talk about astral projection, having an out-of-body experience going somewhere, and maybe you're not in the present moment, so maybe it's not even, you're not even wanting to remote view something. You're wanting to experience something from the past or the future or whatever it is for you. <laughs> and what you can do is you can invite your higher self to come in without a doubt and invite your higher self to take you wherever that is. And you can even say, I want to visit this place in this space at this time. This is what my intention is to view. And you can either have this communication with your higher self and go from there and be guided. Or you can create a gold or a silver cord where you are breathing into your physical body, feeling that you're in the physical time and space. And then you can imagine this gold cord, this silver cord and your higher self, the spirit you leaving where you're having this out of body experience. And you can imagine yourself going to the space or place and time. And you're connected by this cord. This is a common, a very common practice However, 
I don't guide anybody in that practice. I do things a little bit differently and I go through the void and the zero point and higher self and then go from there. Even if I remote view or astral project, and that's where I guide others. And it's just my navigational system and what works best for me as I travel and being able to tune in to your travel. <laughs> You're the travel agent for you and how it feels. And there's nothing to fear. The only thing I would caution is this idea of astral projection and remote viewing in the present moment, because you really can <laughs> have this out-of-body experience and interact with others energetically, and you can be picked up. So if you're trying to remote view a, a top secret or a military or something, they also have remote viewers that will be protecting that. So there are systems in place to not allow you to remote view things that they don't want you to remote view. And it opens you up also energetically for those forces to keep you from remote viewing. And so I really just caution anybody about if your intention is to remote view or astral travel for you and for enlightenment, um, the intention, where's the intention coming from? then we're good, right? But if the intention is something that is not for learning and expansion and growth and enlightenment, now we're dabbling into something else. So I don't really want to go in that direction, but I just want to caution if you want to get into remote viewing, there's so much to be learned. There's so many experts and so many people that can share with you the history and how real it is. And I also want to share with you this idea of lucid dreaming and controlling your dreams as continued from last podcast. As you're entering into sleep time, there is this recommendation for people that want to lucid dream. And that is become aware that you're dreaming and even control your dream. And so a lot of people recommend this light switch <laughs> where when you're dreaming, you look for a light switch and you attempt to turn the light on or off. And it can be this indicator whether you're dreaming or not. Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Am I awake? And flipping a light switch. And it's interesting whether <laughs> there's going to be a light switch outside for you. <laughs> if you're outside and a light switch shows up, then you possibly are dreaming <laughs> So allowing the light switch to show up for you in different random places and then attempting to switch it on and off. So that is a lucid dreaming technique that you can do. Asking yourself a question, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming in your dream is a wonderful way to know if you're lucid dreaming. As you go to sleep at night or as you sit down for your intended meditation, being able to speak to what it is you want to experience is so powerful. And even being able to write it down. If there's a place that you want to go to as you sleep at night, if you want to dream about something or astral travel, you can always write about it, put it right under your pillow or your mattress. That is a wonderful technique as well. But I always recommend as you're 
entering into the meditative moment or drifting off to sleep, reminding yourself, it's easy to dream. It's easy to remember my dreams. I can meditate. I can quiet my mind. This is easy to do. And be patient with yourself. Hydration is everything. Drinking water and being hydrated is so important. A lot of people also recommend not eating before you go to sleep, like a few hours before you go to sleep, that that makes a really big difference with dreams. And some people recommend that you have a banana before you sleep, or this is crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but there's recommendations over a spoonful of honey and how honey is beneficial to the pineal gland. So there are so many beneficial thoughts and tips and things to support you as you meditate and as you dream and enter into this time of discovery and really becoming this master of the matter through your mind. This is really the portal of your mind and you can access all of the planes, all the dimensions, and it really is through relaxing about it, setting an intention for what you want to experience and then just relax about it. I recommend always that whether you meditate as you wake up in the morning or go to sleep at night, that you connect in every day, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then those of you that want to dive deep into just being a master meditator for yourself, there is this time of the 50 to 60 minute meditation to really train yourself and get practice at not falling asleep and just hitting that theta to gamma wave and coming back. And a lot of people don't stick with the 50 to 60 meditations. It's just a little bit of a training and time, a moment of training. And then you just sink into what feels good to you from there. And it becomes a lifestyle. And I don't know if anybody that has entered into meditation and dream time and to open that portal and not continued because it's so magical. And it really becomes just this new way of life, dreaming and astral traveling and the discovery of it all. So it is just the purest of love that I send to all of you. I love talking about the mind and the body and all the dimensions and the portal of the mind and dreaming, lucid dreaming, astral travel, astral projection, and remote viewing is powerful, powerful. We, we have access to all of this. It's just part of our human experience. It's part of this amazing body and mind that we have and we can tune in and tap in and it's powerful and it's empowering. It's so empowering. There really is a way to program the mind and rewire the thoughts and reprogram based on what's wanted for you. So it is the purest of love that I send to you. Sweet dreams, sweet dreams, and I'll see you next week.